Hello there, gentle listeners. Welcome back to the Roadcast, the podcast where I, every week, create an adventure framework, which is not a full-fledged adventure. It's just the outline and a bunch of ideas and a sort of plot line from A to B. These adventures are all based on some sort of a road trip, although today's adventure is not a straightaway road trip. It takes place over several days, and there's long stops in between. Much of it is in the same town, but still, road trip ends up somewhere far away. I would like to also explain that uh, there are some changes. You may hear them, that I'm not doing uh, things exactly as I did on the last podcast, and that's because this is a new way of doing this podcast. Uh, I started out doing it as uh, little podcasts on the uh, Patreon here, so that uh, I could do a hundred episodes all about a very, very long road trip. But then I decided to expand it to what it is now, so I'm doing things a little bit differently. What I am not doing differently is the thanking of my patrons here on Patreon for supporting me with their money and helping me to have time and equipment to do all this stuff. So, thank you, Peter. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Jame. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Avis. And thank you, David. You guys are great, and I hope you enjoy this episode. And now, getting on with this episode, the title is The Road to Geek Love. The genre is a romantic comedy, and I've never done a romantic comedy before, not intentionally anyway. We've had some pop up in various games, especially D&D. But uh, yes, this is going to be a romantic comedy, so let's see how it works out. The basic premise is to get two of your geeky friends, a couple, who play in your D&D game, back together. The time period, I'm setting this in the early 2000s. Now you could, you know, set it in other eras, and we'll talk about that at the end. But uh, right now it's the early 2000s. I will point out that everybody is 20-something. And by that I mean probably between, say, 22 and 26, something like that, mostly out of college. You've got your first jobs, you're living in apartments and whatever. You're all geeks of various sorts, and you're having the time of your life, because that's what happens when you're in your mid-20s. Now, Here's one of the new parts I'm going to start doing in these games. The PCs you'll need. So, GMs, you're going to want a variety of geeky player characters. So you're going to probably want maybe a computer geek, D&D player. All of these people are D&D players. You're going to want a Trekkie. You're going to want a comics geek. Maybe an SCA member, Society for Creative Anachronism. You're going to want a fantasy fan. You're for sure going to want a Star Wars fan. If you got a Trekkie, you got to have a Star Wars fan in there for arguments. You might want a horror movie fan. You might want somebody who is strictly a role-playing game fan. You know, just dedicated to RPGs. You might have a board gamer in there who likes board games as well as RPGs. But all of them are D&D players, so... You know, tell your 
your player characters if you're not using um, handouts as far as uh, characters tell them to make their characters 20 something in you know the United States Britain Japan wherever you happen to be playing wherever your nationality is you can I mean if you want British and you want to play Americans go right ahead most of the actors do so so you've got your geeks and like I said the premise is they are all in the same D&D group they play together there are a couple of NPCs important NPCs one is Dan he's your GM the other is Gwen who is Dan's girlfriend and the main healer in your party she is the cleric she is a uh, high level like most of you are and you depend on her because most of you end up nearly getting killed and she heals you which is how D&D games tend to go so our starting point is titled Dan drops the bomb what happens it's game night Dan is the GM and he tells you that he and Gwen have broken up over Star Trek versus Star Wars and D&D 2nd Edition versus 3rd Edition. This should cause panic to erupt in your group because Gwen is your healer. Also, it should start some arguments about Star Trek versus Star Wars and D&D 2nd versus D&D 3rd, among many other things. So, basically... This is the strange part of this particular adventure. Your geeky D&D players, or role-playing, whatever system you use for this, are going to be playing geeky role-players. So, if they're going to argue about Star Trek versus Star Wars, I'm sure there are at least a couple of people in your group who can have that argument. Or 2nd edition versus 3rd edition, or whatever you want to do. But... The fact is, they are doing this arguing, and Dan ends the game abruptly, because really the game hasn't even started, because everybody's been arguing and whatnot. And he ends it abruptly, he says he's going for a bike ride to clear his head, and everybody's sitting there looking at each other, and you should have one of them get the idea, or you should suggest it somehow. Maybe they should go talk to Gwen. Maybe they can cool things down between these two. So, that's the first part. And what else could happen? Well, one of the NPCs the GM's going to want to play is Marty, who is Dan's roommate. Now, Marty is not a D&D player. He could be a musician or something. But after Dan leaves, Marty could tell him that Gwen left crying, and Dan cried later on. So there's possibly hope to rekindle this love. And Marty might even be the one to suggest, hey, you know, maybe I ought to go talk to Gwen. Now, other stuff that could happen, because this is not just a romantic comedy. This is a game full of geeks, so there should be some slapstick going on. Just, And this happens in romantic comedies, and it happens on TV shows like Friends and stuff like that. So, on the trip to Gwen's, they could stop for sodas and meet up with a hated bunch of geeks who say they will win the grand prize at the huge con D&D tournament next week. Oh no. Oh no. 
your characters, your player characters are saying, no, 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 we won last year, we're going to win again this year. We can't let these guys win, we got to get Gwen back in our group. Which leads us to part two. Gwen has opinions. At Gwen's apartment, we find out that Dan seriously dissed 3rd edition, and she called Trek over and done with. This causes more geeky arguments. And at some point, Gwen's cat, who never has liked one of the PCs, chases them around the house, tries to attack them. So you can have people tripping over things and diving out of the way and trying to catch a cat and whatnot. And Gwen says she is done with the D&D group for good. This will cause panic and angst and who knows what. Gwen says she might not go to HugeCon. This causes even more panic. And your characters will, you know, be leaving the house and making more geeky plans and ideas about what they're going to do to get these two back together. So what else could happen? Well, 20-something angst and geeky fear of it being all over. Yes, things like that happen in role-playing situations and in real-life role-players. I have seen it happen. Oh, my God. So-and-so and so-and-so are leaving the game group group and uh, we're hosed and then people wail and gnash their teeth about it NPCs Sylvia the possibly psychotic cat um, you can have a lot of fun with this this cat just hates one of your PCs and the PC doesn't like the cat much either other stuff you could have Gwen's sister remind them of the geek day in fact you should do this DMs you should have Gwen's sister remind them of the geek day at the zoo in just two days. That brings us to point three, titled, It's All Happening at the Zoo. Now, the player characters by now have had many arguments about this, and they're going to go to the zoo, and they're going to try and get uh, Dan and Gwen hooked up there, because they know they're both going to be there. There are many hundreds of geeks at the zoo. You should have more than one or even three failed attempts to get Dan and Gwen back together, much of which ends with some sort of slapstick comedy with you know somebody doing something wrong and one of the player characters getting in trouble or whatever and they have to be bailed out or you know all sorts of things could happen. You could have a pie fight break out for that matter. There are arguments between the PCs, because, let's face it, there's always arguments between players, sooner or later. And they find out that the hated group, their adversaries at the tournament, have found out about the breakup of Gwen and Dan, and they laugh at them. The hated group laughs at them and makes fun of them. You're going to lose. This should cause a lot of anger, frustration, and more confusion. What else could happen? Well, one of their friends, perhaps a wealthy young geek, named Jin Komura, reminds them about her pool party the next day. And when Jin has a pool party, everybody shows up because she got money and great uh, music and nice pool and good eats and all this sort of stuff. Your NPCs for this section could be assorted geeks, zoo personnel, 
even animals. Maybe one of your PCs accidentally lets loose an ostrich or something. Who knows? You can run wild with uh, goofy animals doing goofy stuff. Now, point four is titled Jin's Party. What happens? Well, everybody but Dan is at the pool party. Hijinks and slapstick ensue. But the party worries that Dan might be drunk and suicidal because somebody mentions somebody else being drunk and suicidal over a breakup and then they start thinking, oh, why, my God, what if Dan's doing this? Now, here's a hint for you, GM. Dan is not drunk or suicidal. He's helping his dad clean out the garage over at his parents' place. But the PCs decide they must not let Gwen know this. And then they all panic. And they all jump in cars. And they all do a frantic drive over to Dan's house. Now, they will find out that Dan is home and he's okay. But by the time they find all this out, the party's over. Gwen's gone home. Damn. What else could happen? Well, for sure, a cop could give them a speeding ticket as they're heading to Dan's house, thus causing them to have to wait. They could also see an ambulance going in the direction of Dan's house, which will cause more panic. The NPCs for this segment would be, well, Jin, who's having the party. Jin is, by the way, a cosplayer and a vampire player. You could have the grumpy cop, and you could have the assorted geeks at the party. Other stuff. They could be told, either by the hated geeks or by somebody who heard it from the hated geeks, that Dan was seen last night with some hot-looking chick. Redhead, they think. Getting into a car. Now, this could have been seen from a distance, probably should be seen from a distance, so there's no actual identification. Maybe it wasn't a girl, even. Maybe it was a guy he knows or something, but still, that'll be enough to panic the geeks, too. Point five is the whole fairy LARP deal. What happens? Well, Gwen and some of the PCs are at a fairy LARP in a big park. The other PCs are there just as observers. There can be more slapstick, more confusion. There can be flirting between PCs and other gamers, between PCs and other PCs. A lot of stuff like that. However, at some point, probably towards the end of your session, Gwen and Dan are seen talking over somewhere from quite a ways away at a distance. Then they turn and they leave in different directions. There's more panic amongst the PCs. Because Huge Con is coming up. It's just a couple days away. What else could happen? Well, Grumpy Cop and his pals could show up to see if there's some hippie shit going on here. A sexy girl could be seen talking to Dan again at a distance. One of the PCs sees Dan talking to some chick. There could be more slapstick. The PCs could drive by Dan's later, after dark, and see him through a window kissing a redhead. And Gwen is a blonde. Panic and despair should set in. They're going to lose the tournament. Their game group's going to die. 
Holy shit. Your NPCs, of course, are cops, sexy girl, and a mystery woman, who could be the same person. Other stuff, they should have probably a long talk about their great despair over the D&D tournament and how they can possibly save the day even without a cleric. Point six, our final stop. It's HugeCon time! It's a 250-mile drive to HugeCon. Along the drive, the PCs will be discussing, arguing, and having wild-ass imaginings about what will happen. More hijinks and slapstick should occur. They can arrive at the con, but they only see Dan for a few minutes before he heads off for an important meeting. Later, from a distance, somebody sees he and the redhead go into a hotel. Hijinks around the con. You can have them do various things while they're waiting for the tournament start. Um, then it's tournament time. They're getting ready for it. They've just decided to accept their fate without a cleric. And they don't even know if Dan's going to play. But then Dan shows up to play his wizard. And he has a redhead with him. And it's Gwen. She's dyed her hair. They made up two days ago. That's the end of the adventure. Or is it? We'll talk about that in a bit. What else could happen? They could have run-ins with a hated D&D group. NPCs could be gamers, dealers in the dealer's room, other geeks, another cop or several cops, restaurant workers, hotel staff. They could just have all sorts of things going on. Other stuff that could happen? Well, that's where we get into the area of maybe you want to play out this tournament. GM, maybe you've got this idea that you can play the tournament now that the main adventure is over, or maybe before the main adventure is over, you can play the tournament. You got Dan, you got Gwen, you know, play out that adventure. That could be pretty fun. One thing I don't talk about when I do these adventure frameworks is how long you should run them. How, how many, you know, each segment I tell you about, how long is that? How long is it supposed to be? Well, it's supposed to be as long as you need it to be. Um, if your characters are having a lot of fun and they're not even done with, say, Jin's party, by the time a four-hour session is over, carry it over to the next session. You know, have as long as you are having fun, make it as long or even as short as you want. I mean, you could compress some of these adventure frameworks down to a single night. You could compress them, you know, even to just a couple of hours if you really tried. But I think that would be not quite so much fun. So, yeah, the answer to how long are these adventures supposed to run? As long as you need. Because these are frameworks that I'm giving you. And you can fill them in with whatever else you want to do or toss out pieces that I'm doing, change names around, however you want. And that brings us to variations and other genres. Well, your variations are that instead of being 20-somethings, they could be teenagers. Uh, right there, you've got not all of them can drive. So maybe only one or two people can drive and maybe only one of them has got a car. So they all got to pack into a, you know, old Volkswagen van or something. Um, nobody can buy liquor. They've got parents to deal with. 
They've got teenage angst, which is even worse than 20-something angst by several orders of magnitude. They've got money woes. And everything that makes the 20-somethings cry and moan is going to make the teenagers cry and moan even worse. Because let's remember, folks, being a teenager sucks. The other variation, of course, is to move it forward 10 years or so. Now they're 30-somethings. They've got actual careers. They've got kids. They're overthinking things even more than they did in their 20s because they get a lot more to think about. They could even be more geeky. By now, they've got money, more money to buy all sorts of geeky things. Um, you can add in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which was really rolling along there in the uh, 2010s. And Harry Potter, so you can have those kind of geeks. You know, Harry Potter, MCU, DCU, um, whatever television shows you want to throw in from the 2010s. You can change the game to 5th edition or whatever edition of whatever game you're playing. And instead of Dan and Gwen just breaking up as a couple, an unmarried couple, you could have Dan and Gwen possibly going to divorce. Now, everything else runs the same. You know, Dan may be sleeping on his brother's couch for a few days or something because they had a big blow up, but eventually they get back together. As far as other genres go, I had trouble with thinking of any other genres you could really put this in. So I'm not going to suggest any. I, I, I don't see this stuff happening quite the same in the Old West, in the 1950s. There was a lot less geekery back then. Uh, I don't see it happening in fantasy, really. But if you can port it over those other genres, by all means do, and then let me know. How did it go? Although, come to think of it, there is one genre you might try doing. And that would be a horror romantic comedy. And the horror aspect is, it's not really scary. It's just some of your PCs are vampires or werewolves, as well as being geeks. Uh, one of them might be a mummy or something. He was just, you know, like in the original mummy movie, Boris Karloff gets all the wrapping taken off, and he looks like this old guy. But maybe they've got some sort of potion they rub on him and they look young. Uh, whatever the case, you just toss in some vampires and werewolves and you have slapstick around that, like, you know, well, Jimmy can't play during the day because he works all day at his job that's out of town and we don't even know what it is because Jimmy's a vampire. Or, geez, you know, Angela's not going to be able to be here because, you know, it's the full moon and, and her period always falls on the full moon, so she stays home. No, Angela's a werewolf or a were-tiger or something like that. So there is a genre you could give a shot. Well, that's it for this week, as far as the adventure framework goes. But let me give you a preview of next week. Next week, we have a road trip through a post-apocalyptic California in Journey to Sanctuary. Can the PCs escape near slavery, avoid many dangers, and get to a pocket of safety and freedom? Tune in seven days from now. Thank you for listening today, folks. If you have any suggestions, comments, or questions... I can be reached on Facebook, where I'm Doc Cross, on WordPress at the Docverse blog, 
on Mastodon at the Dice Camp server as Doc Cross, on Blue Sky as at TimeDude, via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com. If you are listening via Anchor, you can leave a voicemail. And you patrons can leave a message on my Patreon page, and I will find out about it pretty quickly. If you'd like to support me via Patreon and hear these podcasts a month before they go up on Anchor, go to www.patreon.com forward slash dot cross. For one-time or occasional donations, use my coffee page, and that's spelled K-O-F-I, where you will find me as DocCross4591. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or advertise on it, get in touch with me by any of the methods I just mentioned. Our music was Monkey Magic by Eaters off of the Free Music Archive. This podcast and everything on it, except the music, is copyright 2023 by Doc Cross. I'll see you all next week, somewhere along the road.